this thing on? Because it's getting ready to be on. Hello and welcome to Bell Ringer. My name is Greg. Your guest name today is Kyle Simonelli from Simonelli Real Estate and Newmark Simonelli. Throughout the episode, we talk about Buffalo architecture, the office space scene here locally, Kyle's move back from New York City, and what company decision makers are looking for both in commercial and industrial real estate when they're considering an expansion or relocation, as well as more oncoming industrial real estate right here in Buffalo, thanks in part to Simonelli Real Estate. Thanks so much for listening. So uh, Simonelli Real Estate Corp's uh, pretty unique in that it's a really a full service real estate company. And, and what, the, what I mean by that is we offer um, a full, a wide range of services anywhere from our development services to our investor services and capital management to our TI department, which handles build outs of office space and so forth. Um, to our property management department, who currently has about 12 million square feet um, of property management assignments across Western New York, Massachusetts, and Florida. So um, we really handle the wide spectrum of, of real estate for our clients and, the, and, and really solve all the needs for our clients if needed. And obviously, you know, some clients only need some things while client, other clients need others. Um, and then there's the brokerage end of things, um, which until I came to Simonelli, really the, the, the main role of the brokerage group was to... Um, to fill the, you know, keep the family portfolio and some of our other buildings uh, um, filled. So really just representing landlords and so forth. But with uh, my return home in 2019 and our new affiliation with the global brand Newmark, um, we now focus on a lot more consultation and tenant representation. So we're on the other sides of the deals a lot. We're working with tenants a lot. We're doing a lot of consulting work and so forth. So really adds another level of, of service to, uh, to an already robust, uh, pretty robust service lines. And then locally here in Buffalo, I think you have some pretty, you know, prominent buildings that that people would recognize. And I think it parlays kind of nicely into some of Buffalo's strengths in in architecture and even adaptive reuse projects that have kind of helped spur the renaissance that we've seen. So tell the audience a bit about just a few of the projects you represent and, um, you know, your point of view on some of those strengths that Buffalo possesses. Sure. So, you know, one of the most recent um, projects that we're, we're very proud of, and we just won the um, the Golden Brick Award at the Business First event, Brick by Brick, a couple of weeks ago, is our ground up development over at 201 Allocate. Um, and, and this, we think, is a really important um, development for the city of Buffalo because it checks a lot of boxes. Um, first, uh, affordability, um, really high quality, um, affordable housing, 201 units. Um, you know, when I think of these units as affordable compared to some of the stuff I lived in in New York City, it's amazing because it's it's really quality housing, um, and it was much needed in, in a set in a central business district location. But um, maybe even more important, um, we've now checked the box of bringing a market to downtown Buffalo. And you think about some of the things that make a a an environment um, 24/7. Um, checking that market box uh, and having somewhere that people can walk to and get fresh produce and groceries and so forth was was really an important piece of the puzzle. Um, you know, I think back to my years in New York City when when. Um, Manhattan was trying to make the financial district more 24 seven and not just a business environment. And the first thing that they did was brought down a whole foods there. So I think of it's very similarly and, and hopefully that can be, uh, 
you know, one of the, the boxes that we've checked that helps the continued evolution in 24 seven of, of our central business district. So first and foremost, I, I want to highlight um, that project. We're, we're really proud of it. And, um, and so, and, uh, but, you know, we've done some other historical, um, uh, some residential projects that were actually prior, done prior to me um, getting, getting to uh, Seminole mental laid them over on, uh, on Niagara street being one of them really great, incredible older building that was converted to loft apartments with great views and amenities and so forth. Um, we have a project over down uh, uh, near um, the UB South Campus on Hurdle and Main, Bethune, very similar old industrial building converted to um, some really cool loft apartments and so forth. So we have had some success in some of those residential conversions uh, with, with older buildings um, as of late. Yeah. And you, you mentioned in there, you came back to Buffalo and, and to a role with Simonelli in 2019. Um, obviously, a lot in the real estate landscape has changed since then, especially because of the pandemic. So I wanted to touch a little bit about that now that we're, you know, two plus years <laughs> into or yeah. out of the pandemic, however you look at it. You know, how do you think as a, as a leader in the space, like the world of office space has changed both both culturally and like architecturally how they're designed when people are in them. Yeah, definitely an interesting time to move back uh, with your family at the end of 2019. I have a wife who's not from Buffalo and um, she was back uh, and just had a, we just had a child and then all of a sudden the world shut down. So definitely a very interesting time to move back. Um, you know, being in the, the office space world, obviously my opinion is, is slightly biased, but I, I think if from if you look at where we came from March, 2020, say really spring through 2020, when the general feeling out there was the need for office space is gone. We're doing great. Everyone's doing great remotely. We're blocking, we're tackling. Why do we need to pay all this money for office space? And, and that was sort of the sentiment. And I, and I think as the pandemic went on, um, the pendulum started to swing back the other way and realized you can really only do that. And again, this isn't the same, This there's a gray area. This isn't the same answer for every company. We all have our own um, ability to do things remotely and, and vice versa. Um, but I think the pendulum started to swing the other way and, and we thought, okay, well, office space needs to be here in some capacity. So let's try and think about what that looks like. Um, and I think even today, we've made some big strides in sort of defining what, what office space looks like, but there's still a lot of uncertainty. But the key component to all of it is flexibility. Flexibility financially and flexibility from a workplace strategy standpoint. So you really, if you're gonna make a, a, a long-term decision on your real estate today, you need to build in that flexibility because you don't know where the world's gonna lead. You need to be able to contract and expand. You need to be able to add amenities or take away amenities that, that may become um, valuable for recruitment and so forth. So um, if, I think for, for the positive aspect of it is that I think companies are realizing they need real estate in some capacity and maybe considerably less, but it's still in some capacity. And it's there if even if it's a smaller portion of space that they're ultimately taking what we're seeing both here and in other regions where we're doing business is that tenants are more willing to put money into their space because if they're going to invest in space they want to be able to do it in a way to make people motivated to get out of the house and come into work so how are they doing that they're they're going into if you look at where really the activity is in buffalo and in other markets right now it's in the the, really the, the higher end buildings. Um, there's been a flight to quality. Because um, like I said before, you, you want to give employees a reason to want to come into the office. So you want to be in a building with the amenities, the health, the food, um, 
just all the amenities that come with say a Seneca one or a Fountain Plaza or some of these buildings that really have a full work, live and play environment. And I think that's important, but it's also important for the employers to, um, to design space within those buildings um, similarly, and that they're giving um, people reasons that uh, they, they have to leave home or they're giving them things that they can do in the office that they can't do them at home and so forth. So, um, you know, I think we were, we were in a, in a world um, a couple of years ago where we were trying to figure out how to make our, our homes more like our offices. And I think we're gravitating more towards a world now where we're, we're trying to motivate ourselves to make our offices more like our homes. Right. So, Obviously, in our world at Investable Finagra, helping companies expand, you know, or relocate to new regions, you know, a company's real estate decision is kind of paramount in that process. Um, you know, for you both, I mean, you talked about on the brokerage side representing tenants, but also just in the real estate space. You know, you mentioned that high-level real estate, whether it's a Seneca one or a Fountain Plaza, but. What do you what advantages do you think Buffalo has to offer to, you know, a company that's specifically looking for office space as opposed to industrial that um, that would entice them to want to relocate to Buffalo? Well, I think we, we've proven that we have uh, we're able to recruit a lot of talent. Um, so that that's that was an uncertain thing uh, a few years ago. And, and I think M&T, ACV, Odoo, a lot of the newer companies that are coming here are proving that that wrong. And, and the talent is here and they're finding it. So that that's nice to see. And that's really been motivating for all of us. Um, obviously, the cost of living, um, it's a, it's is, you know, you can't compare. Um, the ease of living. That was one of the bigger draws for me coming back from from New York is that, you know, I just the grind isn't for everyone anymore. You know, you really, you know, Buffalo has a really um, easy way of living. There's not much traffic. Um, you know, there's, it's, we've got great restaurants. We've got great neighborhoods. We've got great suburbs. It's just a really, in a way, easy place to live and raise a family with great school districts and so forth. So the ease of living and, and the low cost of living, I think are huge drivers. Um, and then, you know, the camaraderie that you have in this town, I think you, you see when we try and recruit other, other companies here, they feel it immediately. And it's, um, it, it's definitely unique and we can talk about it. Um, and, and we do tell other companies about it and they, oh, yeah, we hear about it. It's great. But until you get here and you feel it, I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty instant. So, I, you know, the, there's, there's a lot of things that I think, and, and really location too, we're, we're, we're so close to some of the bigger markets, you know, only 90 miles away from, from Toronto, which is a thriving market and everything south of Toronto and so forth. So we're in much more of a central location for, for businesses too, that I think people realize sometimes. And then on the industrial side, we're recording this on August 17th, it should be out actually later today, but just yesterday, you know, there's a piece in the Buffalo News about um, Simonelli and spec development at Renaissance Commerce Park, which would be, I think, the third spec development at that park. Um, just tell us a bit about, you know, that exciting announcement, the decision making process, you know, the why and, and all of that stuff. Sure. So. Coincidentally, when I was coming back um, and making the transition back after 17 years at, at Newmark in New York City, um, working in their headquarters, um, I, I moved back in 2019, as you mentioned earlier. And it was just a complete coincidence that right at that time frame, Invest Buffalo had engaged or, or hired Newmark's industrial consulting group to really analyze the region. So those things were literally happening at the same time. Now, 
I'll admit um, right off the bat, I did not have much experience in industrial real estate in Manhattan in my, in my uh, career there. There just wasn't. I was more of an office um, development guy there. But um, Simonelli and, and my colleagues here do have it, does have a long history in developing um, industrial real estate going back to aero drive days and stuff over there and so forth. So um, we became immediately engaged with, with our folks our, and our colleagues from, from Newmark and, and really understanding what this region needs, just like a lot of other developers did and, and you guys helped promote and so forth. And, and we saw the need like everybody else. We're getting passed on by a lot of large national users because we don't have the shovel ready or even more importantly, spec development for industrial. So um, we've uh, worked hard in, in really analyzing the region um, with our, our, our Newmark um, colleagues and so forth. And, and we, we dove head first into this RFP um, for parcel two of, uh, of Renaissance Commerce Park. We really talked a lot about how we're gonna utilize our, our national tentacle, tentacles with Newmark to bring um, additional focus onto these sites and the, our site specifically and so forth. So I think that was a big reason why we were awarded um, the site, um, but um, we're really excited about it. it it'll be our first uh, industrial development in quite some time. And uh, we're really excited to, to work with our colleagues across the country and at Newmark and really trying to you know, bring the demand and, and the, the eyes on this uh, type of development. What do you think about Buffalo's resurgence has contributed to you know now a few developers kind of going further into spec development because it's kind of like a it's kind of like a risk aversion question but to see buffalo thriving and actually having those opportunities how much more enticing does it make it for a for a developer and just kind of gives you like i guess ease of mind in the process so you're really only seeing the spec development um, in, in the industrial sector, um, given the national demand. Obviously, you're not, you're not seeing spec office buildings or, or really much other um, spec development going on. And, and I think it it just took a lot to convince the um, developers and the and the um, and and the other players in in town that it's it's not we need to look at Buffalo differently from an industrial standpoint. And given that we are a central location and it's not, we can't look at it as typical Buffalo um, and so forth. And thinking that we're never going to get the demand because of who we are, but realizing that when we look at other comparable cities across the country that have success with this type of product, we thought, well, if they can do it, why can't we? So um, it, it was sort of taking down the boundaries and realizing that if we do build this type of product, we will get the looks from the nationals. Uh, we will get the looks from all these big high credit tenants that are looking at certain in different regions and so forth. It was, it took a lot, it took a lot for us to believe in that and that, that we were going to get bypassed just because we were Buffalo. Um, so I, I think we're now convinced and we we're starting to see, um, the national users and a lot of them coming through you guys um, pop around and so forth. So we feel confident about it now. We've already had interest just from the news articles coming out from users nationally um, coming and asking us what we could build for them there. So there's there's a decent chance we may have someone before we even put a shovel in the ground. Yeah. Hopefully more coming after we yeah. uh, publish this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, we've mentioned a few times you moved away, lived in New York City for a bunch of years and have come back. So from your point of view, as someone that lived here, lived somewhere else, and is and now is back, you know, how do you, through your eyes, how do you see this city? You know, how has it changed? Um, what's the resurgence like as someone, you know, that was, I guess, now a repat? We would call you repat. I like that. Um, so I was gone for twenty years, but and I'm I'm forty years old now, so it's now half of my life. I was in New York City. Um, 
but I have to say, I still woke up every morning in those 20 years and read business first and Buffalo news and, and Buffalo rising is my first three things I would read every day. So I was still very much, um, interested in the growth of Buffalo, um, still worked with a lot of companies, um, throughout Buffalo as I was in New York. In, in fact, uh, for a while, for about 18, 17 years, I helped Goldberg Segal open up pretty much every single one of their offices across the country and so forth. So really still took a real um, interest in, in Buffalo's growth and so forth. And I think what I started to see, and it was really probably every year when I came back for the 43 North event and the the energy around 43 North and, and, and the young business leaders that are now here. And I think it's the tech world that has has done a lot for this resurgence. It's not everything. Obviously, you're seeing the industrial push and everything else also, but it was the tech world and and, and the, you know, originally John Gavigan and 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 Jordy Levy and everything that they did for Ford Three North. And, and as and that, that involvement is really what excited me most. Um, I worked with a lot of tech companies throughout New York City and, and you know, helped them grow and saw the growth of like Midtown South, which was a dead area forever, you know, when I started in 2004, um, but then saw tech companies sort of re, you know, redevelop that entire area of creative old buildings and so forth and sort of saw it on a smaller scale that's happening in Buffalo and thought, I really want to be a part of this. This is now something I can jump on board with. You've got a, a lot of young rising executives and leaders that have a different view of what Buffalo can be. Um, and a lot of it's around that centered around that 43 North um, ecosystem. And I, I, that's probably the main thing that ultimately drew me back at the end of the day. Um, our company also moved downtown from the suburbs in 2017, 18. So that was a big draw. I'd always said, I, I don't, I, I really don't want to, as much as I love Amherst, I grew up there. I don't want to come back and, and you know, be in a suburb. I want to be part of the resurgence of downtown Buffalo. Awesome. Well, we're uh, excited and, and lucky that you chose to come back. Um, thank you very much for your time on the pod. Before I let you go, we always end on a couple hard-hitting blizzard round questions. So um, if you were a flavor of ice cream, what flavor would you be? Oh, man, probably a, uh, a, a soft custard or a soft twist because just because of my indecisiveness between always going between vanilla and chocolate, I like to you know, check both those boxes. Okay. And, I'm, and, I'm a, and I'm a soft serve guy also. Normally what I go with as well. How about a, uh, a book or TV show that you'd recommend? This is, um, this is probably somewhat, uh, this one might be obvious to you, but the, the most recent um, uh, show on, on WeWork, We Crashed, I find very, uh, I found very interesting. Um, that's a world I lived in. Uh, we, we did a lot of work with WeWork um, for about a decade in New York City. So I saw the ebbs and flows. Um, so seeing that you know watching that and see and really seeing how that did set the blueprint for the evolution of of flex and co-working and so forth even though it was a, a failure for in some instance it really did i mean I, I saw an article the other day it said that was we works to to co-working like aol was to the internet at the end of the day and i think we're going to look at it like that you know even though you know you're, what we're doing in our office spaces even outside of co-working has really modeled a lot on what we worked at initially and the experiential parts of it and so forth so i really enjoyed that super interesting i just finished that show like two weeks ago actually so yeah pretty topical too yeah um how about hiking or skiing i love both um i have to say i like skiing i'd probably choose skiing though big skier um but def just got back from a hiking trip with my father and the next couple of weeks ago okay how about a uh, text or phone call 
phone call. A little bit old school, even though it's my, you know, my age. Still love to be able to speak. How about Bills or Sabres? Tough one, but I gotta go Bills. Seems seems like an easier choice nowadays, yeah, but yeah. Sabres are bouncing back. They and are. um, how about last question, most important chicken wings? Do you prefer a drumstick or a flat? Flat with blue cheese. I mean, come on, I'm from Buffalo. I can't have any other answer than that, right? Easy. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much for all your time. I really appreciate it. Greg, thank you. I appreciate it. I'll talk to you soon. Bellringer is a podcast by Invest Buffalo Niagara, the region's nonprofit, privately funded economic development organization, bringing new jobs for our neighbors and new investment for our neighborhoods. Come grow your business with us.